0: Welcome to Continuous Play's The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. This is probably my favorite Buffy episode of the whole series. And Jay Newcastle.
1: I mean, seriously. Okay, I got real problems.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian, and we're here to talk about Season 5, Episode 22, The Gift, written by Joss Whedon. As yet another imminent apocalypse is at hand in Sunnydale, Buffy prepares to square off against glory to prevent the evil god from using Dawn's blood to break down the walls between the dimensions. Buffy, Xander, Willow, Giles, Anya, Tara, and Spike go to battle with the knowledge that they may not all survive. Before the fight ensues, Xander proposes to Anya, and she accepts, but only if they do survive. Anya suggests that they use mystical weapons to fight Glory, a Dagon Sphere, which repels and confuses her, and the Troll Hammer from Olaf, the weapon of a god. The Buffybot is deployed as a distraction to Glory, which works as Willow gets close enough to unleash the powerful magic to Day's Glory and restore Terra's sanity. Glory destroys the Dagon Sphere and realizes she is fighting the Buffy bot, which is easily dispatched. The real Buffy shows up and, using her Slayer's strength and the Troll Hammer, pounds Glory repeatedly. Even Xander weighs in, smashing Glory through a wall with a wrecking ball from a construction crane. Buffy beats Glory until she reverts to Ben. However, the ritual set in motion continues, threatening certain doom. With all others' attention diverted, Giles kills Ben to prevent Glory's reemergence, while Glory's minions prevent Spike from reaching the top of the tower and rescuing Dawn. Buffy reaches the top, frees her sister, just as the portal between the dimensions opens. Dawn is willing to sacrifice herself to seal the portal, but Buffy, realizing the true meaning of the First Slayer's revelation of death is your gift, stops her. Buffy throws herself into the portal, realizing that because Dawn is made from her, her blood can also close the portal. So Buffy sacrifices herself by jumping off the tower through the portal, which closes. And the gang tearfully gather around the body of the fallen hero, and we see the final shot, the epitaph of Buffy's tombstone. She saved the world a lot. And that is the end of Season 5, Episode 22, The Gift, the end of the wb network's buffy the vampire slayer reign and what many thought for a while would be the end of buffy the vampire slayer period jay what did you think of this ending well this last episode
1: you know it was intended they were initially conceptualized as the ending i i talked a couple of episodes ago about some of the things that were going to happen had this been the end of it. Xander was going to be the Ben part and Willow was actually going to go evil and fight with Glory after Tara, you know, had been turned. And I mean, you know, there's lots of stuff that they were going to do here to really throw the kitchen sink out. But, you know, they they didn't do that, you know, because they knew at this point they were coming back. But they did want to go down the trajectory of heading to this ultimate ending. And, you know, I think I said last, last episode or two, Brian, you know, Buffy's at the point now where she's trying to figure out how much more am I going to have to give? And it's all summed up in that understanding of death is your gift. Mm -hmm. The dealing out of death is not her gift. That's what Buffy has thought of. And she and Giles have a great scene where they talk back and forth. And I mean, she's really convinced that that's what she's all about. And he, You know, keeps trying to convince her, I think you're wrong about that. Because I think somewhere deep down Giles knows what that means, Buffy, is that you're meant to fight and give your life for this cause. After all the times we've averted that, maybe this is the time we can't. That is the ultimate goal of a slayer is to sacrifice everything you love, everything you know, and ultimately yourself for the good of the world. And we've seen Buffy do everything except that last bit up until this. And even watching it this time, I've seen this episode I don't know how many times, Brian, and you just reading it again, I i always get a little teary-eyed at the end of this one. This one really jerks on my heartstrings. Even though I know what's coming and everything, I still really allow myself to get emotionally invested in this episode and the way everything happens. It's... Uh, it just ends on such a real poignant moment, and it's sad but heroic and uplifting at the same time. And uh, I, I really like that this bold show has decided to really go. I mean, you talk about ending your run on a network. This is a heck of a way to go, you know. And and then you start going, okay, we'll be back next year. Aren't you curious as to how we're going to pull that off?
0: Yeah, no, I, I liked it too. I think it was, and this is, um, no, we'll, we'll get in that at the end here. We'll talk about that. But, uh, what I liked too about this was the opening of this episode was a look back at everything that has happened up until this point. So it was almost like they're saying, this is it. Yeah. It's this the greatest is the last hits. Buffy. Yeah. And here's everything that we've loved about this series and built up to. And now here's the culmination. And I thought that was a really killer way to start this episode because they dug deep into that vault of things that have happened and I thought it was cool. I
1: mean, everything back from Season 1 with Angel, and we went through stuff in Season 2. with mm-hmm. She had to kill him. And then Season 3 with the mayor and Faith. And we got, you know, there were even parts of Season 4 they did acknowledge that that existed. And then things <laughs> that had happened this year, too. I, I like that, though. You know, we haven't really talked for a while on, on this show about the previously on Buffy stuff. But this is the neatest one of those ever. Because it is like a greatest yeah. hits of everything that's happened. And I love that they they go there with this and it's another reason that this feels so fine like the end. i mean it it feels yeah. like a like a finale
0: it does and what i, I and that's so awesome to the, to build that up but the real open of the show is fantastic they go right back to what A vampire slaying. Yes. A vampire slaying. We haven't had a true vampire slaying on the show in a long time. And to have it be in Sunnydale, in a black alley, with a vampire just going out there, one who doesn't know Buffy is the slayer, one who doesn't know anything about the slayer, and to have just a straightforward vampire slay was awesome it Ooh. was like hey this is what this show was about remember
1: and Here i loved go. her i loved her line too she's like it's been a long time since i met one who didn't know my name
0: exactly you know and i, I was thought, like
1: wow that's that's pretty cool so,
0: i thought it was cool i thought it was really neat so buffy goes back in and, and they're talking about um what has to be done and she's asking him to go over the rituals again and and everything else and and uh xander comes up with the question of why why does it always have to be blood? And Spike oh, yeah. gives a great talk about that. Why blood? Why Don's blood? I mean, why couldn't it
2: be like a, a lymph ritual?
0: Because it's always got to be
2: blood. We're not actually discussing dinner right now. Blood is life, like Brain. Why do you think we eat it? So it keeps you going. Makes you warm. Makes you hard. Makes you other than dead. Also,
1: so blood oh i, I love really i love that i love yeah. that too brian i i thought that was a great because we have never really had that explained by uh, for now and i like that they give that for spike i mean that would be he would be the one to yeah. explain that and it's yeah and i like the kind of the cold way he does it it's like old spike for about seven seconds there i mean it's amazing
0: it is it's a cool way to do it and i mean it it's true i mean why why wouldn't it be blood? Blood is the life essence of every human being. That is why we feed off of it. That's mm-hmm. why it is used on all rituals that you see done. That's mm-hmm. why it's used for this portal. The well, blood and look, is,
1: you know, Blood, blood mm-hmm. sacrifice is a part of all sorts of religions. You know, and the history of mm-hmm. religions and things, the sa- the sacrifice of blood it's the sacrifice of the life force for life and thankfulness for life, all that stuff. So yeah, I I liked that it was going to be this bloodletting ceremony, and that that there's a there's a method to that. There's a, there's reasons for it. I'm I'm always cool when they explain things, and then those things are really cool and they they make sense.
0: I agree. I think it's, it's nice when they finally bring things around as to why we're doing things a certain way. And it, it Mm -hmm. helps the, the viewer understand the logic behind it, which I think is key, especially in, in this series. Uh, we get after this scene, we get a confrontation between Buffy and Giles, something that we don't usually get from them. It it only happens once in a while where Giles basically tells her there's no other way to do it than to kill Dawn. And Buffy says, we are not talking about this.
2: We are not talking about this yes we bloody well are if glory begins the ritual
0: if we can't stop her
2: come on say it we're bloody well talking about this tell me to kill my sister she's not your sister no she's not She's more than that. She's me. The monks made her out of me. I hold her. And I feel closer to her than... It's not just the memories they built. It's physical. Dawn is a part of me. The only part that I... We'll solve this. We will. Don't have another coma, okay? If the ritual starts,
0: then every living creature in this and every other dimension imaginable will suffer unbearable torment and death. Including Dawn.
2: Then the last thing she'll see is me protecting her.
0: You'll fail. You'll die. We all will.
2: I'm sorry. I love you all, but I'm sorry.
1: I love how Giles really puts his foot down and stands on that. You know, and Buffy stands right back up to him. There was a time in their relationship when he would have gone off like that and everybody would have just froze and shook with fear. They're past that now. And she's like, Okay. Let me just tell you why I can't hear you say this, why I I cannot accept that. And once again, I'm going to find a way around this because we've always found a way around it. And I don't care what it takes. I'm going to find it. And but I like the resolve in both of their voices, you know, and like and like you pointed out, Brian, I mean, she makes, you know, the grand speech. And it's the things that. You know, it would be great if, well, let me say that again. She makes that great speech about, you know, the monks made her out of me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let this happen to me. You know, this is doing this to me. I'm not going to let it happen. It's Buffy becoming the mom in a lot of ways she's taking that role and that responsibility she was so scared of it and then resentful of it and now it's to the point that she accepts it and it's not just because dawn is in mortal danger right now that certainly has heightened it but you get the sense that buffy is like no i will not allow this to happen to her even if it costs me everything and that's where she's coming around to that understanding
0: i agree she's basically telling them hey if if There's another way. And if we don't find it, I'm just going to let, by the I'm not going to let her die. No matter what it does to the world or anything else, I'm not letting her die. And that's that's it. And that's, like you said, the mother thing I think is a good analogy because that's what a mom would do for their child. They would do anything to keep them alive, whether it's sacrificing themselves, sacrificing anyone else as long as they are there for their child that's kind of what she's going at is i'm there for dawn and i will not allow her to be sacrificed for the good of anything period yeah so exactly i thought that was a, a very poignant moment a, a very good um you know anya then busts in which i think is fascinating <laughs> she busts in and says okay trying to relieve the tension we need to find out different ways what can we do and they Child's just basically yells at her, yeah, Anya, what do you think you can do? And she gives them something, which I oh, thought was great. I, I loved it. Anya being the thousand-year-old demon or whatever
1: says, well, we should use, if this is a god, we should use the weapon of the gods. And she points out the hammer, the sphere. And I'll tell you, the, the part of it that really sinks it is Xander goes, smart girls are so hot. Yes. And Willow just looks at him and says, you couldn't have figured that out in the 10th grade? And I was like, that was yes. great. I mean, that's a good then, callback. Yeah, it's another one of those things. It's like, this feels like the finale, but that's such a payoff. Off, to people yes. like us that have watched this show you know straight through and have been so invested in it it's like oh you totally get that you know it's great but I love that that's everybody here has a has a moment. Where they yes. get to do something that is totally central to their character and what they're supposed to be. Spike had the moment to explain why blood is the life force of everything. So that's Spike. This is Anya's thing. She, the, the one thing she would know is what are the, how do you fight gods? Well, she's, you know, she's the only living person. Well, you know, one of the only living persons to have seen an ascension. Now there's, you know, several hundred of them. But before <laughs> she was one of the only ones she's seen two. So there we go. That's what she's got, and she knows the things to fight with. Now, I did get a chuckle, you know, and we're in 2013 here. They talk about the hammer and I'm going, it's Mjolnir, it's Thor's hammer. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think that's a subtle reference. I think that's a subtle reference to that in in there. But I like that. I like that she's the one that comes up with that idea. And, you know, we talked about last time, yeah. how unsatisfying the, the season had been, but the finale I liked, or the finale with Adam, I liked because it made everybody work together and they all had a role and a part in it. Well, this is the same thing. Everybody is gearing up. This is the ammo up Rambo moment and everybody's getting their part and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. digging it.
0: Yeah. And I really like too the fact that, uh, you know, Ta- Tara has been sitting there and they finally realize that what she is trying to do is get back to glory and so they finally realize well we've got a way now to find out where we need to go and i thought that was good because she's been you know three episodes now in a row she's been saying it's time i need to go they're, they're waiting for me this and that and now they finally realize oh she's talking about glory she's being summoned huh maybe we can use this you know i thought that was kind of funny Well, she can be the bait. You know, that's the thing is that, Mm -hmm. and you
1: know, not only is Buffy having to put things on the line, but everybody's having to put things on the line here. They may not make it out of this. Willow's having to put Tara out there as bait, you know, to be able to get close enough to Glory to work some mojo. I mean, that's, you know, there's a lot of stakes here and she's willing to go for it you know and give yeah. it a try i just i thought that was uh, really cool and that they they've come to that realization and yeah, this is what so it's going to take yeah sim so.
0: mm-hmm. yeah now we also see buffy's training again right she's trying to get ready cuz she's got to have this final confrontation they don't know what to do about it and Giles comes in and, and has a great a great line i imagine you hate me right now
2: i love Dawn I know. But I've sworn to protect this sorry world, and sometimes that means saying and doing what other people can't. They shouldn't have to. You try and hurt her and you know I'll stop you. I know.
0: And Buffy also has, a, you know, after Giles' his comment, they have a nice good heart-to-heart in which Buffy kind of tells Giles... You know the, why she's feeling the way she is, and and ke- reveals the fact that the the primitive told her that death is her gift, and how she feels about it. And Giles is basically telling her, you know, "No." They recount that they've been through six apocalypses, and Buffy lays it all out. You know, I sacrificed Angel. You know, I did this, I did that. I don't know what to do here.
2: This is how many apocalypses for us now?
0: Oh uh, well six at least feels like a hundred
2: I've always stopped them always won yes I sacrificed Angel to save the world I loved him so much but I knew I was right I don't have that anymore. I don't understand. I don't know how to live in this world if these are the choices. If everything just gets stripped away. I don't see the point. I just wish that... I just wish my mom was here. Spirit Guide told me that death is my gift. I guess that means a slayer really is just a killer after all. I think you're wrong about that. Doesn't matter. If Dawn dies, I'm done with it.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to yeah I don't know how else to give more than I've already given here Giles and what she's not realizing and what he's realizing and can't he can't tell her because she's got to come to this on her own you know to realize that Buffy you got to give yourself you gotta totally give yourself you've given things that you love. Yes. You've sacrificed your the love of your life. You've sacrificed being a normal person. You've, you know, lost friends, et cetera. You've you've done all this stuff, but you've never given yourself up for it. And, and let's think back for a minute here, okay, well, Brian? All the way back to season one, okay? She Remember yourself. Yeah. Well hold on. That's what I want to talk about. The the prophecy was you know, she totally rejected that idea. Like, I do not want to die. I'm only, you know, a kid. I, I'm i not ready for that. She goes to the Master, and I have always understood that that, that first, uh, you know, death there with the Master is that she really thought she could beat him there, and she didn't. But She knew somebody would bring her back, would find a way to get her back. She said that before to to Xander and the gang, that she knew that wasn't going to be the end of her. So, I don't know that Buffy's ever faced death like this before.
0: I mean, that's how I'm reading this. see, and I'm not, because I don't think Giles knows that she has to sacrifice herself. I don't think he catches on to that at all. I, I mean, I honestly think that he really feels the only way to stop this is by killing Don and that he's got to find a way to do that and yet keep Buffy on, his side right i don't think he knows that she has to kill herself or sacrifice herself to fulfill this prophecy or, or whatever else it is i don't think she he does i think he's just as confused by death as my g- gift as buffy is but i think he knows that it's not what she thinks it is
1: well see i disagree i think because he is a watcher and he knows this is how things go with watchers and slayers He maybe doesn't like it, but I think he knows that. But he can't tell her that himself. That's how I think of it.
0: Yeah. No, because if it it were that, if if he did know, he wouldn't have blown up at her seconds earlier uh, over the fact that she's got to sacrifice Dawn. He wouldn't have done that. So I just don't, I don't see that he knew that her sacrifice could do this. I just don't, I personally, I don't think that he knew it all.
1: Well, I I'm going to point out something here when we get to the end of the episode then that I think supports my theory, but we'll we'll shelve this until that moment, okay? So come come back to this part 2 to to be continued on that. But it is a good moment between them though. And it's one thing we haven't had enough of this season in my opinion is moments with Buffy and Giles. You know, the ones yeah. we've had have been really good, but there haven't been a ton of them. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that the, you know, we've talked about all the things they're calling back to they should call back to something like this that it it's you know they are the two that really are in this thing everybody else has gotten in there through a, you know a lot of different circumstances and such but they're the two that are, this is their job as as it were and i i like that they had a moment together to you know talk about it and try to figure out what they were going to do and really to come down to knowing that they were going to be there for each other no matter what happened i think that was the point of it was yeah. that you know i'll be there i'll stand with you no matter what you know and that's kind of what happens there at the end
0: it is uh, and uh it, it's fascinating i like that she tells him you know if he tries to get in her way he will kill or he will she if she if he tries to get in her way she will stop him and he knows that and i think that's uh, yeah. fascinating thing too. We get a good scene with, Ander, uh, with Anya and Xander as well. As They're, li- they're supposed to be searching for the Dagon Sphere. They're actually having sex instead. Um, <laughs> as but...
1: they always
0: do. Exactly, yeah, we gotta talk exactly. about
1: that. We talk about bad timing. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but, yes. but you the know, world's only going
0: to end. Let's have sex, right?
1: Well, they did that before, though. The last time the <laughs> world was going to end, what was what was on these line in season three? It's a shame to have these interlocking bodies and not <laughs> interlock them. You know, yeah. so I guess she wanted to have one less interlock before mm. the uh, the end of it all. But but you know what? The the coolest thing of this is the way he proposes to her is so the way Xandra would propose to His girlfriend, yeah, you know, he had no idea how to do it. He's just like, Look, let we should do this, you know, and and I love her answers like it's uh, you know, with the honey, it's always dependent on something else, sure, if if we don't die. No, because that's the reverse of what happens at the end of season three. She's like, "You want to go to the prom with me? I, I know you do." And he's like, "I got a lot on my mind. If I survive next week, sure, <laughs> you know, right, right." And, or you want to go on a date with me? And, and that's and I like that that they kind of reverse that and again call back to something here. And it's a really sweet moment between. Let's be honest, the couple we haven't spent a ton of time with since mid season, since the you mm-hmm. know doppelganger and apartment thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was nice that, you know, sh- she basically calls him out saying he's only proposing because the world's going to end. He doesn't have to go through with it. He says, no, I'm proposing because the world will not end. <laughs> and I can't s- imagine spending my life with anyone but you. It was a nice. Mm-hmm touching moment between the two and i i didn't remember that this came in season five <laughs> I, and you know i know all about what happens in season six i thought that all happened in season six i didn't realize yeah. it came in season five so i was kind of when i watched this again i was like oh well that's cool I
1: yeah i'd forgotten that it, it too uh,
0: yeah i'd forgotten that too i,
1: I didn't realize that was going to happen here at the end of the season i like you i thought this was something from season six but it's uh it's now so It is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, the gang's getting ready now. Basically, uh, one other poignant moment happens that we need to talk about before they actually go off and, and go to confront glory. And that's when Buffy and Spike go to get the weapons at her house. Spike basically stops at the door and says, look, Buffy, I can't come in. And I understand that you don't want to invite me in. Go ahead and pass the weapons through the door. If you want to, I, I, I totally get it. And Buffy, invites him in. And i you could tell by the look on Spike's face that it means a lot to him that she's done this and that their relationship has come a long ways since even just a few episodes back, right? Once she found out that he was trying to get with her on a romantic level, she was turned off by that. But then, as we saw with the intervention episode, they kind of mended fences when she realized that he was doing it for her and Don, not for his own gain. And this is a huge step in that relationship's direction.
1: What did she, what did she tell him at the end of that episode? What you did for me and my family, I will never forget. You know, it's right. the kind of thing that I will never you know, forget. And she means it. And this is the extension of that. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, come on in spike. It's fine. And, and you know, it shows and, that she
0: trusts him now too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for a character that they really haven't known what to do with for two years now, I like this. I like where they've finally gotten this. And I had I had hoped when seeing this and, and always get this false sense of hope with this is that this is what their relationship is going to be. You know, I, I could live with that. I really like that. I know you and I have complained about the, the Spike and Buffy romantic stuff that has been, you know, salt and peppered into this here and there. Um, and, I, you know, we have our opinions about that. People can agree or disagree with us. But I like this part of the relationship and this yeah. mutual respect that they have for each other. And it's it's very real. And it's a touching moment, like you said, because, you know, she lets him in and, you know, they have that moment on the stairs. And I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was good.
0: I thought it was good, too. And it's poignant because uh, no longer is Spike basically... Battling himself between, I love Buffy, I want to kill Buffy. Uh, it's now Buffy's my friend and I'm going to protect her as much as I can. And I think that's a big moment for them. And I agree. I like that moment as well. I thought it was, I thought it was a good thing.
1: And I'll say this too. I think he genuinely cares for Dawn. I think he's actually developed a real uh, love for her, not a romantic love, but he Right, right. I think he cares for her very specially because he knows what it's like to kind of be out of place in the world, you know, and he's related to her on that level in a lot of ways throughout the season at different moments and I think he genuinely wants to see her okay. He doesn't want to see her harmed. And mm-hmm. I I like that. I think that's a very neat uh, thing for him to have come to this point.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it is as, as well and and it's just a good just one of those well, those poignant things that happened in the episode that well, uh, they, I think it, is crucial. The be- the best season enders always have these sort
1: of moments of quiet reverence and reflection right before, you know, all hell breaks loose. And yeah. and I like that. I like it when they have it. you know, I think back season 1 was Buffy and Willow sitting on Willow's bed and Willow talking about all the dead kids she found at school and just crying and being really upset about it. And then Buffy, you know, realizing I've got to go do something about this. And then, you know, season two, it's, it's, you know, memories of when angel was good and, and knowing that that was over. And now she, you know, she wants her friends to be okay. And in season three, it's, it's, the, you know the simplest things of you know the dream she has with faith in it and all that stuff and waking up and realizing you know what she's got to do and who the hell knows what it was in season four but now in season five we, we are having this you know nice point well i guess the season four one was when they're breaking into the initiative and they all you know the three friends hug hug it out you know they, that, that's what that's supposed to be this that's this moment for this they always do this in this in the show and I, I like that they just keep going back to that because it works and it's something that episodic television shows often do you've got to bring everybody full circle and and mm. a show like Buffy that's designed to where the last episode of the season is the end of that season you know, not necessarily setting too much up going forward they're going back to that now and that that's what they need to do here and it's time you know man for the final throwdown let's talk about this final battle how it all goes mm. down Brian because I gotta tell you you know Buffy and the gang have orchestrated some pretty cool attacks before on their enemies but this is one of the smartest ones they've ever put together.
0: Yeah, I really like how they basically, you know, follow Tara. Glory notices Tara there. She asks her what she's doing, and Willow basically zaps Tara's essence out of Glory back into Tara, and that knocks Glory for a loop, right? As as well, it does Tara and Willow. But she's kind of thrown off her game pretty hardcore there. And then, mm-hmm. what who arrives but Buffy? And Buffy's sitting there with the Dagon sphere, throws it at her. She crushes it, and she's a little weakened, and then basically kicks the head off of her. I well, love yeah, she Mortis realizes
1: comments. she, yeah, she realizes that you're not the Slayer, and boom, and that's the. And I'm like, you
0: know what? That was a cool use of the Buffy bot, and it was a cool way to end the Buffy Well, Buffy. no, she didn't realize that she's not the Slayer at all, Jay. She kicked the Buffy bot's head off and said the Slayer's a robot? Did everyone know that the Slayer's a robot? She had no idea. She thought what? the Slayer was actually a robot. I thought she figured that beforehand. Okay, that's an interesting Nuh-uh. point. I missed that. Nuh. I missed that
1: this time through. Okay. so
0: but And then the, the real Buffy shows the, up. Yeah, the like, real no.
1: follow-up is Buffy shows up with, you know, not Thor's hammer and starts laying the holy
0: smackdown. <laughs> it's Olaf's hammer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> starts laying the holy yes. smackdown on Glory. And I love that. I love that Buffy's swinging with everything she's got because is this is it. You know, and the reason she's doing this is because Willow has got Terra back now, and uh, you know, Willow is directing traffic with her mind. You know, she's yes, telling Spike was cool. go up and tell. It's like this Force moment at the end of Star Wars. You know, well, what, Kenobi. Yeah, what I week.
0: really liked about that scene is that you know they're trying to figure out how they're going to get through. All the minions are basically guarding the uh, ramp up to the top of this tower that they built to bleed mm-hmm. Dawn from. And what what I liked is they're sitting there. They're trying to figure out how they're going to get past all this while Glory and Buffy are fighting. And it's Spike who looks up and says, there's someone up there with Dawn. We need to get up there. And then he hears Willow talking, which I thought was cool because his reaction is like, what the, uh, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> and no. she tells him go now. And she, her and Tara disperse the minions. He runs up there and who is up there. Lo and behold, it's doc, our good friend yeah. up there starting the ceremony and i love his reaction like seriously why do you care I don't smell a soul on you anywhere. Why do you care what happens to this girl and her her friend? Mm-hmm. And just as Spike is explaining it, he basically gets in a fight and shoves him off the top of this tower. Which I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, if he'd fallen off that top, wouldn't you think maybe there could be disheading going on there? <laughs>
1: well, something you know, something else could have happened. I, you know, honestly, the first time you know seeing this when it aired. I thought this was the moment Spike was going to die. I mean, I thought, because yeah, again, exactly. I thought the series was ending or at least was they were going to have a lot of stuff that felt like ending on it. So I was like, oh man, this is going to be the game changer. They're going to kill Spike right here. Wow. And they don't, But that would have been cool. Admit. I mean, I think I've dreamed up more cool deaths for (laughs) Spike than anyone. He will never die. Okay, that's just I'm gonna have to resolve myself to that because I know where he goes. You know, but it 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 is a neat moment. And I'll tell you the thing about it that really works. There's always one of these moments in these fights where it doesn't always go exactly as planned. You know, there's always something that messes up, and this is the part that doesn't doesn't work. Spike's not able to rescue Dawn. As hard as he tries, mm-hmm. he can't rescue her, and so that's why, you know, Buffy ultimately is going to have to go and do something herself. She, you know, Dawn's still in danger, and yeah, he wasn't able to get her off of there. So the and you know Doc cuts Dawn, and that starts. So you know that's the kicker moment for the audience because what did Giles say? Once it starts, there's only one way to stop it. And now Correct. it's starting, and
0: it's like, oh no, oh, you know. And yeah. Just when it looked like she had the upper hand, uh oh, you know. Yeah, but, well, you, well, you mentioned that, but you know, when, after Spike fails, Buffy knows she realizes she has to do it. She's been fighting with, uh, with Glory this whole time in the hammer, and she finally gets her in a compromising position where Xander oh, comes and, through of all things, and I, I love his knocks line to end the wrecking ball.
1: Yeah, the glorified bricklayer picks up a spare,
0: which you know, is a reference back to when when uh, Spike called him a glorified bricklayer, which I eg- thought was kind of cool.
1: Exactly, but again, it's that full circle of this character. You know, he's this is him per- contributing his part. Xander's the real world guy. And he uses yep. the one thing he knows, construction equipment. And I kind of I want exactly, to say this, too. Which, hey, good on, good on Xander. He's learned how to like operate a lot of stuff. I mean, he, Well, you know, I mean,
0: he, that's a basic that's construction piece, right? I, you would assume he's yeah. had training on that since he is one of the foremen, right?
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's the cool part is we don't even see that happening, but yet now we see evidence of all that. It's like, man, it's hard to think mm-hmm. about that he has this whole other life outside of this stuff.
0: He's got that's, a job. Yeah, but he's <laughs> the
1: only one that does, which is amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's kinda, Everyone it's else is cool.
0: supposed to be at college.
1: Well, well, you know, Anya <laughs> works. If you can sports. call what she does the magic. Well, true,
0: true, true. But, true. but, but yeah, I, I don't know. So Anya and Xander, mean, the two that are a couple, are the only ones who work besides Giles. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, which is, I thought it, of, I thought it you know, was cool. Yeah. It's I thought it was cool, and I, and I like that uh, Buffy basically is like, haha, take that, and goes and just beats the tar out of her until she turns into Ben. Well, I mean, she basically
1: tells her, like, you know, this is it for you. Get out of here or whatever. And she turns into Ben. And then it's like, uh-oh. You know, now what? And the what right. happens next? Okay, I told you. Hang on to what I was saying a minute ago. We're going to come back to it. Okay, so what happens next is Buffy goes to get Dawn
0: and Giles. Well, first off, we have to talk right. about Buffy's exchange with Ben because I think that's important. Okay. So Buffy basically goes and and stops hammering once he she turns into Ben and has a conversation uh, with Ben, basically making him say, telling him she needs to stay away from her family from now on, and he promises to do so. And that's enough for Buffy to then go rescue Dawn. So she leaves thinking that Ben is now in control and will keep Glory from coming after ever again, which makes some sense because if she can't get the portal open, it's there's no t- she's done. Right. She can't get back to her homeland anyway. And she leaves. And that's where you go ahead with your your saying.
1: Well, yeah. But then and then Giles steps in
0: and I love what he says to to
1: is You know, she's not like us. You know, Buffy's different. She's a hero. And she knows Mm -hmm. what she's got to do is much bigger than what people like you and I could do. And I think in that moment, what he's saying is that she thinks her gift is being a killer. She's not a killer. You and I, we're killers. And let mm-hmm. me show you. And he, then he smothers him. And yep. I mean, you know, talk about, you know, uh, shades of Ripper. Anytime they get to do that with Giles, I always like it. I've always liked it. And yes. I think we got a little bit of that when he got ticked off at Buffy at the beginning. And we get that here in full now. And it, it's why I think maybe it's then he realizes. I don't know. I'd still go with the fact that I think he knows the ultimate gift of a slayer is self-sacrifice. And maybe this is Yeah, I just, I just don't think so. Okay. Well, we've got to disagree on it because I'm telling you, that's how I've always read it. And it's looking at it this time. I felt it the whole way and I'll be honest with you, Brian. I think it works either way. I don't think it matters, but I'm, I'm just saying that's
0: where where I'm basing that on is
1: this bit of evidence. So, yeah, but I love the moment. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I, I personally think that uh, his, his point was that she has to make a tough decision and can she make that decision? And that decision was to, kill Dawn and realize that Dawn really isn't her sister and this and that. And I don't, I don't know. It'd be a great question to hear from the listeners what they think. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fascinating to hear if you took it as Giles, knowing that Buffy had to sacrifice herself or not, because I, I just don't believe that Giles would allow Buffy to sacrifice herself. I I think that relationship is too strong that he would not allow that. And he doesn't have as much connection to Dawn to the fact that if Buffy had to sacrifice Dawn, much like she did Angel, that she should do that.
1: Well, that's, that's interesting. I you know, it, again, it, I think it can work both ways. But the point of the scene is that, you know, Glory is taken out essentially because Giles yes. does what Buffy didn't do. He, he finishes it, he kills And ben. also,
0: yeah. And, and, and at that you know, point, I, the portal has not started opening yet because the cutting no. hasn't started. So Giles may think that he she can get in time. Glory's done. There's no reason for Don to die, too. Who knows? Well, I mean, I, I, th- I think at that point he
1: knows that that has to be done. There's no deal to be struck here. There's no compromise to be made. And like he says, he knows this has to be done. And this is something Buffy can't do necessarily. Yes, absolutely. But he can. And you know, I've talked about everybody got their moment in the show. I think Giles has a couple, but this is really kind of the Ripper moment of the show. He gets mm-hmm. to. Uh, it's a great way to go out, you know. Well, and,
0: and it's it's like he said at, in, during his speech. You know, I sometimes have to make choices that other people can't make. I have to do things that other people shouldn't and couldn't do. And this is one of them. He has to kill. Yeah, absolutely. And And he does it.
1: And then we get to the, to the end of it here. And and now we talked about doc and how he takes out, um, spike, you know, now I love how Buffy, deals goes with him. He turns around, and is like, "Oh, this should be interesting." And she just tosses him, shoves
0: like. him, yeah. and I'm, i like and he's that. like,
1: "Oh, he's gone." And I love that. You know, I was like, "That's exactly what should happen."
0: So I thought that was awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was great, and it was it was a you know it was a funny moment in the middle of what has been a lot of in, intense stuff or whatever. I think they needed one last little gig there, and I I liked that. That's was well done by Josh to to put that in, and I I dug it. But the portal's open, and Dawn tells Tell Buffy, it. "Yeah, I, I know what I've got to do. Yeah, yeah. you know only my blood can cut it or whatever." And then the look on Buffy's face, you know, is that wait a minute, ding I, light bulb. Ding. Yeah, all of it clicks <laughs> off, and of course we find out in the voiceover at the end, which is the you know what she tells Dawn is that you know the hardest thing in this world is living in it. You know, I want you to live in it for me, and I, I know that you know, like I told you back in the hospital, you know, summer it's Summer's blood and your blood is my blood. You were made for me and she comes to realise my blood can close the portal. Death is my gift. This is what that means. Dawn, you go on and live and you live with my friends and I'm gonna be fine. And Buffy makes the ultimate sacrifice and Mm -hmm. throws herself off of that tower and i'm getting choked up just talking about it i mean still i, I don't again i don't know I how many hundreds of times i've seen it and it still gets me every time it's such a big deep moment i haven't been that riveted by something in the show since she killed angel at the end of season two you know i i think i spent like 20 minutes talking about that on the podcast when we, <laughs> we did that one and i could do that here for this too and i won't i i feel the same way about it though it's just it's such a wrenching but perfect and right moment
0: it is it's a it's an amazing amazing scene uh just having her realize that she knows how to deal with this dawn must go on she's gotta sacrifice herself and accepting it i like dawn too i like the fact that dawn was willing to accept the fact that she must die and was willing to give herself up i thought that was a fascinating aside for her character as well oh yeah but but the, the scene that gets me is not necessarily the scene where she's dying and falling. It's the end where everyone realizes that she's now dead. Yeah. And the whole gang gathers around and just breaks down. And I yeah. thought that was a more powerful scene for me. Uh, and just oh, that, Whitney. that then the, the gravestone and, and uh, it's finality, right? Well, I mean, she, when she's, she's laying
1: gone. there, when she's laying there amongst the rubble and they're all losing it and she, mm-hmm. you're hearing the things that she said to Dawn on that, on that, uh, Tower, and -hmm. then the last cut is that um, Mm -hmm. gravestone, and it ends on. It's a joke, but it's also really kind of sweet and sad. You know, she saved the world a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, what a better way for her friends to remember her. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly right, and that's uh, wow, just a what a what a punch
0: at the end of the season. It's powerful and probably. In my opinion, the best season ender they've ever done, I think. I think it's better than the angel season ender. I think it's the best one they've done. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, one thing, uh, Buffy's dead. Um, uh, that's what we, our takeaway is from this episode. So this is my question. Does Buffy's death trigger another slayer? We know that she's already died once, which triggered Kendra. Kendra died, which triggered Faith, but since Buffy already died once, does a new Slayer get triggered with her death? I say no.
1: I say no as well because Faith is still alive. It'd have to be Faith. Correct. Death. So yes. yeah. So, so the Faith Slayer is currently in L.A.
0: and so yes. And uh, the Slayer, the Slayer lineage has passed on from Buffy to Faith, I, and mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I think yep. that's the correct way to go. But I thought that was an interesting question. That is that is one of those good questions to ask, and but I, we both
1: agree on that. So.
0: All right Jay, well we're at the point in the podcast now where we give our Dustings rating and I don't think it's no surprise to anyone <laughs> who's listened to this podcast now what they will be but for formality reasons what is your Dustings rating for season 5 episode 22 The Gift?
1: Uh four four Dustings man strong all the way around everybody gets great moments uh, all the actors do a great job and Sarah Michelle gets the last line the way it should be and it it's great and uh, I um I think it's fantastic I'm going to say that Season two's ender is my personal favorite, but I will not argue with you that this is just as strong. I would put it right up there with it. I don't think they ever do one better than this. Even the end of the show is not as good as this. This, in a lot of ways, feels like, if it had been the end, I'll just say now, Brian, it would have been incredibly satisfying, and um I think it's been a really fun run this season, and has culminated in uh, a very very strong episode so strong four dustings for me
0: yep it's easily the four dustings for me as i said it's my i think the best season ender that they've ever done and uh, they do some really good season enders throughout this whole series so far so for me it was so strong and just full of action full of great dialogue full of just emotion and uh, to, for me, that's what makes a great episode. So it definitely a four dustings episode. I just, I loved it all around.
1: Absolutely. Well, folks, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the art of slang. This is the end of season five, but we're not done yet. We've got the wrap up episode where we'll go through everything, answer the questions we usually like to go through in those wrap ups and talk a little bit about, you know, going forward. And then we've also got the you know, season five extra that you've been voting on on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and search for the Art of Slang, the Art of Slang podcast. You can like our page there, and you know, comment on the episode links or you know, comment on the questions that we post and stuff. And we will let you know next week on the season wrap up what movie won the big poll for the season five ender. So, uh, looking forward to that. And as always, we thank you for your support. So, until next time, uh, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the Art.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any
1: discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.
2: Grr, arg.